Hey everyone, let me ask you a quick question. Are you creating too much content without actually having a plan to get that in front of your audience? Well, this episode is brought to you by Content Repurposing Roadmap. This is my flagship course where I take you step-by-step -step through my content repurposing strategy. You'll get proven systems, real-life examples, and fill-in-the-blank templates to help you get started. If you want to get more out of every piece of content you're creating, you can enroll for this course at contentrepurposingroadmap.com. Hey everybody, before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. Hey everybody, on this week's episode of Distribution First, I wanna go deep into podcasts. And it's a little bit funky, we're gonna be talking about podcasts on a podcast, but I think there's going to be a lot to take away in terms of how to actually use a podcast, why I love using podcasts as the core part of my content strategy, We've talked a little bit about it before, but today I want to really deep dive into the reasons why I think podcasting are such a good medium to, especially if you're a startup or if you have, if you're a content person and you're not the thought leader, the SME, but you need to be able to get those thoughts out into the world, podcasts can be such a powerful way to do that. And if you stick around to the end, I'm actually going to give you some tips on getting started. I just started a podcast but I also helped another company start their podcast recently. Shout out to Matt, shout out to Andy if you're listening. But I want to give you some tips on how to actually get started with a podcast if you haven't. And they're not the typical ones either. It's not like, you know, get a good camera and a good microphone. We're going to go into a little bit of a different angle with it. So stick around and we'll get into that as well. But uh, yeah, let's get into the show. All right, let's get into the three reasons why creating a podcast can be a powerhouse for your content marketing efforts. The first one is not one that I typically think about or talk about as far as a distribution channel, but as I've started up my own podcast and really think about how I consume podcasts and consume that content, a core reason why I think podcasts are so effective is because of a feed. So you think about a feed as in the Apple podcast feed or the Spotify podcast feed or however you're consuming these podcasts. And I think the feed is a very powerful thing. I don't know if you're like me, you listen to a lot of podcasts, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but every time you log in to listen to a podcast, you're going into your feed. You're opening it up and right there, you're getting displayed your most recent content or even content suggestions like, on Spotify, for instance, if there's a new show that you're subscribed to, they're gonna tell you about that right there as soon as you log in. And so you're getting almost a built-in level of distribution that I didn't really think about it that way, at least when I started doing podcasting, but it is a level of distribution. Now, granted, you definitely don't own that distribution. You don't own a piece of Spotify or Apple or, or any of those things, but what the benefit of 
that distribution channel is that you already have habits built in and you already have built in user bases who are used to going in and checking those feeds to see what's new. I know for me, certain podcasts, I know when they drop, like this episode, this podcast drops on Tuesdays. So I know when my favorite shows drop typically, and I'll try to get in there and check out those shows. Now, if you're dropping more, that's just going to bring you up in the feed even more. So every time, if you're dropping one episode a week, you're going to get into that feed every week. If you're dropping one episode a month, you're going to be in a sea of sort of content that's, you know, one month at a time. And granted, if you're dropping new stuff, Spotify, Apple, et cetera, still might promote those as like, hey, they've got a new episode. But having your podcast in those feeds, it just gives a natural way to get that content out into a distribution channel that's already built out for you. You don't have to do anything other than hit publish and all of these podcast platforms are going to start to populate your content. So that's just one main reason why I think podcasts, and it's maybe an underrated reason why podcasts are powerhouses because they have their own built-in distribution feeds. And that doesn't even count channels like YouTube, et cetera. But it's really interesting to try and take advantage of those feeds and those distribution feeds for your show. For instance, if you did a video series and left it alone as a video series and didn't turn that into a podcast or do anything with it, that is great content, but it's limited in its reach because it'll never get into those distribution feeds. It will never get into the podcast feeds. And most podcasts don't publish all that frequently. The, I, I think the average podcast only publishes once every two weeks. So if you're publishing more, like let's say you're publishing three times a week, that's kind of crazy. But if you're publishing three times a week, you're able to get in that feed even more. So you take a podcast, not to say you have to compare yourself to this at all, but like Joe Rogan being the most popular podcast on the planet, you know, posting multiple times a week, but that's every time you go to open your feed, you know that you could potentially get hit with another episode. That's the kind of thing. You don't have to naturally get that in front of your audience. You don't have to share a bunch of stuff out. They're going to naturally stumble upon that in that feed. So that's the first one. Take advantage of podcasts so you can take advantage of the feeds, take advantage of the built-in distribution for those feeds. Number two, and this is going to come no surprise to you guys, it's repurposing. You guys have to be repurposing this content. The reason why podcasts are so powerful is because of all the different types of content you can create off of it and instantaneously create off of it. When you record a show, you can get all that transcript out of that. You can, those transcript becomes words. Those words become text. The text becomes text posts for LinkedIn and Twitter and for your emails and for all that good stuff. The clips can get taken out of it and be turned into vertical, be turned into square, be turned into, you know, long form, short form. There's so many things you can do with a podcast naturally and scale that off. So that's, just, I, I love podcasts for this reason. Cause if you create a podcast and you get the topic right, you get the guest right, you get everything right from the start and you can cut that up and do that in so many different ways. It makes everything else so much easier. You can create one asset and change it into different angles, change it into different types of content. So for example, you can create a podcast that is talking about one thing and maybe is an interview and then maybe in your email newsletter, you're going to break down some of the examples that you talked about in that interview. And then maybe on the blog, you are going to take that and create a different angle or a different topic for the blog. But it's all centered around the same 
core content and core idea of the podcast. And that is why I love the idea of using them as a powerhouse for your distribution because it's less mental strain. It's less things you have to think about. It's not a blog post about A and a podcast about B and a webinar about C. And now we can take all these things and try to do different things with them. It's taking one core thing and breaking it out into several different things that you can then go and and repurpose and reuse. And, And that is the core of why I talk about what I talk about with creating content this way is you can create multiple things, but get the same message out in different ways. So your audience might not even realize what you're doing for you to get your message out in that way, but by cutting it up and repurposing it, it's just sort of naturally happening. You can take one core message and that will just naturally cascade down in the other things you're creating. Because then if you create a blog about angle B on that main topic, and then you cut up that stuff, you're talking about that same topic. It's just a different angle on that topic. So as you create the content, create the different content off of that angle, and then create all the micro bits off of that, you are essentially creating these webs of content without going too crazy in terms of the themes and what you're talking about and all those things. So I love podcasts because they allow you to really focus in on on what you're doing. You get three different types of content options out of them with the text, the audio, the video. You can do so many different things with that content. And by doing it that way, it allows you to set yourself up for success down the road with the repurposing. And then the third reason I love podcasts is, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but real thoughts, real opinions into the marketplace. So you get your thoughts, your story, your opinions, and you get them out there in a natural way where people can connect with you. It's just a different level of connection when you can listen, when you can watch, when you can see somebody doing these things. When I listen to a podcast, after a few episodes, I typically tend to feel like I know that person pretty well, depending on the podcast. If it's an authentic type of show where where they're allowing the audience to come in, you feel like you know that person. Even though if they saw me in the street, they would never know me in a million years. I feel like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, I know that gal. She's super smart. And so I think they just podcast, video, audio, hearing what somebody has to say, it's either going to completely draw you in and and create a connection with that person, or it's going to completely revolt you and be like, oh, I hate that guy's opinion. I hate that gal's opinion. I don't want to ever hear from her again. And so it's these different things, but I think it just adds such a deeper layer to the conversation, to the connection in the audience, where you are able to connect with your audience at a totally different level than somebody reading your email and at a totally different level than somebody reading a Twitter post. When you can watch and see and hear how these people talk and hear how, you know, they interact with your audience or or any of those things, you can quickly build a connection with them, even if you don't feel like you are. And so as a company, being able to do that with your audience is unmatched. And it's, yes, it's a one-way conversation because you're having that conversation with your audience. They're not necessarily allowed to have the conversation back. Maybe we'll get there at some point, but What it allows you to do is get your thoughts and your opinions and your mannerisms and how you talk about it and all those things and your opinions, get those into your audience and get them 
to be able to actually hear what you have to say about those things. And I, I just think that's a, a huge, huge part of podcasts and why they're so important for content marketing moving forward. All right, now that we've kind of covered the three reasons why I love podcasts, I do want to get into some of these tips. I want to be able to help you guys get started and create content and create podcast content that is valuable. And so the first one is actually, it might throw you for a loop here. The first suggestion, the first tip I have on getting started is to actually not start a podcast. The first suggestion before you even start thinking about starting a podcast is to potentially create other short form types of content that aren't tied to a podcast because a podcast can feel like a ton of work and a ton of effort. And when you get committed, you're going to want to continue unless you're doing a short lived podcast where it's serialized and you're going to bring people through, you're going to have some sort of season. A podcast generally works best as it grows over time and with repetition and doing more and having a consistent feed and all those type of things. So before you get thrown in and try to do all this and try to set up a podcast and do all these things and make sure it's branded and da 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 try recording a few shorter things. I won't even call them episodes. I won't even call them, maybe you could call them videos. But create short form content. Maybe they're interviews with somebody at your company. Maybe they're a webinar, an event, uh, something. Create these types of content to get use of the muscles that it takes to build that up. So when you are interviewing somebody, you have experience already doing that. When you are setting up a camera and trying to look into it, you know how to do that. When you are setting up your background and setting all of the things, all the minutia that I actually don't want to talk about when it comes to starting a podcast, these are the things you can test out in small form before you hop on and say, hey, we're committed, we're doing this podcast, now I got to learn it all on the fly and I got to better make this good and it better sound good and it better be able to market it and get it out there. So start small, create a few small pieces of content. And again, not necessarily like micro content, it could be for social and things like that, but just learn how to create video content, audio content, what do you do with it, all that type of stuff. And that will help get some of that stuff under your belt. The second thing to get started and it ties together and you could do these things in tandem is interview SMEs at your company. So most content people, unless you are working at a SaaS or working for you know, an agency or somebody that services marketers, most marketers are not servicing other marketers or especially you know, content folks, we're typically not servicing other content folks. So that means we have to rely on the expertise of other people around us. Some cases that's the founder and other cases that's a really smart person on the customer support team. Maybe it's somebody on your uh, paid ads team. Maybe it's somebody in support. It could be anybody. But typically at a company, there are folks who are much smarter about what your product does and the audience they serve. And so it's your job as the content person to try to tap into those people. This is where the two things that I talk about tie together because one of the problems that I've had in the past is those people are oftentimes very busy. Those people do, even though they would love to be able to help you, they do not have the time to sit down and do a podcast every single week. And even if they do, it's not their job. It's your job to try to get that content out, but it's not their job. They typically have other things on their mind to get out into the world to do their own job. And so while they might want to help you, while they might want to support you, all those good things, while they might even see the value in being able to do that, it's an extra thing for them. And so 
What interviewing an SME once a month or twice a month will do is help you start to build up A, the rapport with that person to be able to interview them or get those insights. B, it'll help you figure out what they like to talk about, what they're good at, what they're knowledgeable about. And C, it'll help you actually start to have some content that you can start to cut up and distribute. And so again, start small, interview your SME about a topic and just get that rhythm down and then build it from there. You might find after five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 of those interviews, after 10 months, you might have a good chunk of content there that you can turn into a podcast and repackage as a podcast. There's the rules to these things are not really written. So you can create your own rules on some of these things. You could package it all up into a video series if you wanted. It wouldn't even have to be a show, but you're building up a a war chest of content that you can repurpose and redistribute. And B, you're getting all of those thoughts in the words and in the language that your thought leaders and your SMEs are talking about. So you don't have to get an email with the highlights and then send that to a writer and then try to decipher what those things are. And hey, does this sound right? No, they're just talking about it. You already know it sounds right because it's in their voice. It's I love podcasts and audio for that reason. And honestly, to start, it could just be a, like a Loom video or a video where you're having them record it and send to you. It doesn't even have to be an interview. So yeah, I mean, the options are there. Um, but I think being able to get your SME's thoughts once or twice a month, super easy way to get started. And then the third one, of course, it ties into the other two. And this is why I think working with the SME is super important because you want to tie your show, hopefully back to what you sell, back to your product, back to what you do. You want your show to kind of be the gateway, this natural entry way into your marketing to where when you have people on or where you're talking about different ideas or all these things, they tie back to what you're eventually selling at the end of the day. Because otherwise, you're going to be cutting up all this content shipping out all this podcast episode, shipping out all, all these things into the feed. And at the end of the day, it's not going to A, get people aware of the true problems that they're trying to solve and B, help them know that you help solve those problems. And so it seems like obvious, but I've seen so many podcasts and so much content in the content marketing space that doesn't do this. They create content about things they want their audience to care about or they create content about things that they're interested in, but it's not content that their audience needs to become informed to eventually then buy. That's why you want to do this. You want to set this up as an educational, inspirational, funny, whatever you want to do for the show, but you want to be able to set up your podcast to where you are eventually tying it back into product where people understand, oh, yeah, that's what they do and that's how they solve it. And I may not be ready now, but I love their ideas. And eventually when I am ready, I'm totally going to buy. I'm not even going to look at competitors because they've given me so much value. That's the goal. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First. And thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are going to help you build your brand, 10x your content and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.